Welcome to the Mad Cat Movie Review Podcast. I'm your host, Sean. I'm Derek. I'm CL. We're finally here. We've all seen it multiple times. It's time to chop it up about coming to America. The number two. So coming, the number two, and then America. I feel like we're going to have to do that for the rest of our lives, distinguish which coming to America we're talking about. But that's what we're here to do today. We're talking about the sequel to the classic 1988 film, Coming to America, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Jermaine Fowler, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lang, Sherry Headley, Tiana Taylor, Wesley Snipe, John Amos, and James Earl Jones. Coming to America was originally scheduled to be released on Prime Video on March 5th, but for all those who were paying attention to their Prime Video account on March 4th, unannounced, we got it a day early. Coming to America takes place 30 years after the events of the original film on the 30th anniversary of the wedding of Lisa McDowell and Prince Hakeem of Zamunda. Hakeem, now the crowned king of Zamunda, is in need of a male heir to the throne. And he and Simi travel back to Queens to find the son that he never knew he had. All right, fellas, let's jump into this. What were your first thoughts after seeing Coming to America? You know, if I didn't already taper my expectations going in, because I I knew this, this was more for the culture. This wasn't about trying to be the funniest movie. I think I even read something where it said it felt like a family reunion. And that's kind of the vibe that it gave off. And I, you know, I liked it. It was good to hang out with everybody. You know, that's that's pretty much how I felt. Because as far as it being a movie or being funny, not so great. But it, it was cool to catch up with a lot of folks and, and you know, just get get the feel of, of the vibe and bring it a little bit modern. So that was cool. Yeah, I, I pretty, much, pretty much echo that, you know, those sentiments. Like, for me, it was all about nostalgia. He clearly did it for the culture. I mean, it didn't seem like he was swinging for the fences. With, with this movie you know it's like you know people been asking me for this for like damn near 30 years or whatever all right let me just let me let them have it you know the people been asking for it they've been supporting me with every movie i've done let me just put this one out you know it's like a almost like a passion project and side note i could have sworn louis anderson was dead bro me and my girl we was both <laughs> no, dead ass me and my Never girl was both watching this we was both watching the joint. We looked at each other and said, isn't he dead? <laughs> Is that CGI? <laughs> we like, yo, that's some good CGI. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, bro. How, that's terrible. It's like, I can think of so many other comedians that you're probably thinking about. You know, I don't even want to start it. I might sound <laughs> racist. You know, <laughs> but that's, that's hilarious, fam. Oh, man. Yo, shout out to that old Louis animated show. That shit was dude, fire. It was. Dude, I was just thinking about that as soon as Derek brought up his name, man. Yo, I love that, that show. Was fire show. Too, bro. Yo, how can I, how the hell can I move yeah, on? So, what, what, what you got? <laughs> like, Come to find out he's alive. We can, <laughs> yeah, we can't talk that today. <laughs> that was the highlight. I think it was a mistake for anybody who went into this with expectations that it would be as good as the original. So few times do you top something so perfect as 
the original coming to America was. I mean, it's just not done. So what other way can you approach it but to just say, hey, you know, let's bring the crew back together and do an updated version and give people nostalgia, give them those feels, you know, even though the barbers are 100 years old and still cutting hair, you know, people want to see them. So let's give it to them. Um, so basically it is what it was, a nostalgic movie. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Was it a classic? No. Will I pop it in every now and then? Will not pop it in because I ain't buying it. Uh, will I push play on it um, just randomly? Probably not. You know, if I have time after watching the original, I might segue into the sequel every now and then. But it was what it was. It had its funny moments. But all in all, it was good just to see the family back together. And we got a lot of our questions answered. So that kind of segues to my next question. Uh, what did y'all feel about the plot? Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, like, and I think this is probably what I, it, it echoes the sense of it, what I said. It was a good hang. If it would have just been a series of 15 to 20 minute videos of updates with everybody, I probably would have watched them and would have watched all of them, you know, like Trapped in the Closet episode. (laughs) (laughs) So like the the whole emphasis on him basically forgetting that he had sex with Leslie Jones. Sorry to spoil it for you. Nah, fuck that. They should have seen it by now. You should have seen the shit by now. But yeah, so he gets high and, and forgets that he had sex. He thinks he's getting attacked by a wildebeest. You know, that... That was hard to swallow. But it was funny when he was saying he got attacked by a beast. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, definitely worth the line. The The, the line was good. But <laughs> it's like, bro, you, you, was like, you just completely forgot. Does all, that one time, it's been like 30 years. Like, no, at no time at all did this ever come up between you and Sammy. Simi ain't talk about the cute chick that she bagged at the club. Like, yeah, when we first got the Queens, you remember that little red bone that I had scooped up? Like, come on, bro. That, that shit was just like a tad bit hard to swallow for me, you know? But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I I, I will turn it around and ask y'all, do y'all think there was another way that they could have executed that story? I mean, for me, I, I don't know if they necessarily needed an alternate, only because... Yes, Simi went 30 years without mentioning it, but I feel like that could fall in line with Simi's character because he was like the original the OG creep, you know, before it became fashionable to call somebody a creep. He, he basically date raped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he date raped his own man so that he could get some pussy. You know, that, that's essentially what happened to him. I actually found it kind of believable. I just did not enjoy the reenactment of it because it just, you know, I don't want to... Throw nobody under the bus, but I got a little grossed out. Is it the pumpkin pie? Just say it, bro. It, it, it is the pumpkin pie. Oh, right? it, was it was the disgusting. pumpkin pie. Okay. That like, was keep it nasty. Like, don't ever say pumpkin pie to me. I mean, pumpkin pie was already nasty from jump, but just Leslie Jones fan in there, a coochie man saying oh. pumpkin pie. Like, like just... you said, though, they, they didn't go sweet potato on purpose. They did pumpkin because they know you don't eat that shit. That, that, was, a, that was a direct correlation. <laughs> oh, oh. It would have it been some angry tweets at people. Like, y'all know y'all didn't have to put sweet potato pie down there. Bruh, nigga would have been upset. 
Yeah, you gonna ruin sweet potato pie for the culture? <laughs> it's like, be at Thanksgiving, your mama pull out the sweet potato pie, and all of a sudden you see Leslie Jones' face in the sweet potato mm. pie. She's like, nah, I can't do it no more. Fucking Eddie Murphy. Why you do this shit? Yeah, I feel bad for her ass, because she got to know. She got to know that, that she grossed <laughs> she out everybody, damn near everybody who watched that movie at that part. And, and, and not even that part. She's like, yo, one of our most notable moments from the original you know, the royal penis is being clean, oh, your highness. Yeah. First of all, you know, PJ thir- PG-13, when Lavelle was about to get bathed, you know, they had the little naked colored, you know, crop tops covering the upper regions. That right there told you it was a family movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, th- but then he runs to his mama. First of all, you don't run to your mama when three chicks, three fine ass chicks offer to bathe you. You just go with the chicks. Mama, what do I do? It's like, what you going to do? Trap. Yeah. You should be worried about everything else that's about to happen to you. Enjoy this moment, young sir. But then when he ran to his mama, and I saw his mama in, in the bath with the bubbles. So this is what we're going to do with this moment in this movie. You know, y'all couldn't show. Well, I guess they couldn't show this happening to Lisa. Y'all, y'all just couldn't find anybody else to do this with. It had to be Leslie Jones. This, this is not funny. This is nasty. And I don't want to, man, I don't want to turn this into uh, a fashion Leslie Jones yeah, yeah, I get moment. You. I get you. <laughs> she, was, she was just on, on all over the internet the other day talking about men are broken, men don't find because she can't yeah. get to do it. So I don't, it's like piling on. I, I don't want to do that, but it, it, Look, it just it right. just wasn't I, for I, me. I, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give her something just so we can balance it out a little bit. I will say that whoever was in charge of hair and makeup on set has probably done the best job on Leslie Jones for her to be on screen because I've seen her, you know, Saturday Night Live, you know, stand in other movies, in other yeah. movies. This is probably like the best she's actually looked on screen. I will agree with that. Yeah. So shout out to the the hair and makeup team. Y'all did a great job. Hair and makeup and uh and Ruth Carter who 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 designed all the outfits like, and what she need to bring them with her wherever she go. Yeah, you know, Ruth Carter gonna be expensive though. So she she better, you know, tag team with Eddie or somebody else <laughs> A-list so she can get that. But going back to the plot, you know, let, let's just point out we saw this coming. You know, when we were questioning when this child was conceived, we all figured that it came out of that night at the club. So <laughs> they gave us the obvious. You know, I, I put it out there that it might have been the ugly woman. It wasn't the ugly woman. But I find it kind of strange that y'all did y'all notice that when Simi went to Leslie Jones and the other girl that Hakeem was still sitting with the ugly woman. So when they got to the club, like they just went down. It was like y'all could have went home with the rapping twins. Like I would have, I would have went home with with the girl, you know, the Joan of Arc, because she she probably she probably was a freak, you know. But it was just a bad night. It's just a bad night for our gentleman. I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. You take them L's, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we've seen quite a bit recently. In other films, we, we've seen this de-aging CGI uh, that a lot of movies have been using. And they use that CGI on Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall to make that, to extend 
that bar scene? How did you all feel about the use of that de-aging technology? How did it come across on the screen? When they used it on them, I, I will honestly say I didn't really notice it too tough because I just looked at it in passing. Yeah, to me, it wasn't that big a deal. Eddie actually looked like himself from the movie because I was just I wasn't looking for details. So to me, it worked. You know, we talked about that um, on the last podcast and I was wary that they might mess it up, but they actually did a decent job. It didn't look too bad. You know, it wasn't wasn't like um, like, you know, Rob De Niro, Al Pacino uh, in that Martin Scorsese movie. (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? Like the Irishman. The Irish, yes, yeah, the Irishman. So yeah, it wasn't as bad as that. You know, black don't really crack like that. You know what I'm saying? I think that might be <laughs> the one advantage we got. <laughs> so man, it it was cool. I, I I will I will swallow that. I just want to throw it out there. Where were there some characters from the original film that you miss seeing in this movie? I don't think so. Just because because we got a lot. Guy, yeah, the one guy I was wondering if they were going to bring back was Mr. Randy Watson himself. You know, I was wondering if they was going to bring back my man's section of chocolate, you know? So they, they brought him back. But uh, I guess if they, could, if they could bring anybody back, you know, so they were just paying, paying off little bit parts and characters. My man's that stole all their stuff and was like, I got the fly fly hygiene equipment. <laughs> they yeah. brought my man back. He'd still be scamming in the street. Or maybe he came up and, you know, leveled up and now he owns a store or something like that. He could have did a little drive-by when uh, when Hakeem showed up at the garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have been out there scalping stuff. Too. Or even my man, since they took it back to, they were outside the garden. Even my man that was working with that first spotted semi, when they got there, like, oh, oh, it's you, it's you, Sam. Uh, Bondé Curtis Hall, yeah. Yeah, could have paid off one of them little bit parts since they were paying everything off. So that would have been cool. But I didn't really miss them. Well, I miss Patrice. Seemed like it seemed like the whole family moved down to Zamunda, but they left Patrice in the States. She could have been working at McDowell's Zamunda, but they bought Louis Anderson instead. Yeah, that's <laughs> now that you mention it, where the hell was she? Didn't mention her or anything. Like they gave her the full Judy Winslow treatment. Like not mentioned at all. Except the only time we saw her was at the beginning of the movie. They did that little that shot around Lisa and the King's room. And you saw some pictures from the original movie, and it was one with Lisa and Patrice. That's it. So I guess she, unlike Judy Winslow, she still exists, but she's that family member that we don't talk about. So um, I did miss her. And the only other person that I missed was uh, the mom. But, you know, couldn't help that. she She's passed away. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if, if you talk about a moment in the movie that, you know, hit the feels... It was when, uh, God, what's, what's uh, Lisa's father's name? Mr. McDowell. Yeah, Cleo. When, when Cleo. When Cleo mentioned Akeem, what do you think your mom would think? It's like, oh. Because I, I think um, Akeem's mom, she, she was the conscience of the first movie. Yeah. And the problem I had, well, I want to say the problem. One of the problems that I had with the plot and specifically Hakeem's characterization was really wrapped up in that moment when Cleo brought up his mom. Cause I couldn't for the life of me figure out, yo, why is Hakeem acting like this? You know, this is a complete departure from how he was in the first movie and what he was about. But then again, if you know, without his mom, I could see him becoming more and more like his dad. So 
that made a lot of sense, the direction that they took with his characterization in that moment. And then Cleo mentioning his mom, what would you think the queen would say? You know, I always thought that she was the one who was most wise. Then everything came back home to a king. Well, I think they they tried to tried to make sure they addressed that with the barber. I can't remember her character's name. When when um when she was talking to to his to his son Lavelle, when she was talking to Lavelle, she was like, "All the princes start out that way, saying they're gonna make all these changes and this, that, and the other. But then once they inherit the role of king." They become just like the people before them. And I feel like, okay, that's the moment where they explained why he was like that. It was the pressure of the crown. So it is like that, what you said with the mother, but they also explained it as like, this is just what always happens. Like, you know, history repeats itself. So I do feel like they tried to address it. So I'm I'm with you, Sean. Like, I would love to have seen an update on Patrice, but man, I want to see Daryl. You know, I want to see him without the Jerry (laughs) curl. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how life living, you know? He might have still had the Jerry Curl on. They could have put a wig <laughs> on him, you know, and, and went ahead and tried it. Because it looked like his curl back in the day, for real. But I know he, he ain't got that no more. But, yeah, man, I, I, I wanted to see Daryl, though. That That's about the only one I felt like they could have did, like, a drive-by on him, you know, something. But I did that, And then that probably would have opened up something with Patrice. They, you know what, bro? They could have even did it, like, on a Zoom call. Like, at, like, you know, <laughs> calling in to Zamunda during the pandemic. Like, what's up? Okay, so I, I just want to say this, you know, because I, I was really critical in both of our episodes of the original about this one part. So I was happy to see that it seemed like Fancy did come up in the world and she was just not the, a regular f- flower girl, that she, she was the rose. She, she was the rose queen. You know, she, she ran the shit. So, and I was happy to see that she has some career advancement in the 30 years. You know, she, she's running, she trained in the rose people. You know, when, when when they land the, the roses out for folks to walk on, she's the one front in line. So I was happy to see that. Any other small parts, small roles from the original that you were happy to see? I got Oha. I, I'm glad to see Oha back there, you know. And they they, they uh, went back to his singing and everything, you know. <laughs> so that, that was cool. You were lip singing the hell out of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to bust out the OG song. She's your queen. <laughs> Paul Bass was like, man, I can't get up that high no more, man. Y'all, y'all got to give me something. And I, I lip sync it to it, but he, he was in it. I, I was not expecting Vanessa Bell Calloway to pop up. Oh, so, that was slick the way they so, popped up. I like, love that. When, when General Izzy it's like, you cursed my sister. And she, <laughs> she hopped up in there still barking. Looking rough with the same dress on. I was like, whoa, did that? That that was that shit was funny, man. I, I can't even fret. He threw that little extra woof. <laughs> oh, that was a rough woof, man. That wasn't no cute bark, man. It was like that was that was one of them fuck you, I'll bite you for real barks. <laughs> one of them tired black women barks, yo. <laughs> I'm tired of your shit. Um, what were your favorite moments in coming to America, seeing your old characters, your old main characters. So that could be Akeem Simming, could be the barbershop guys, anybody that was a main figure in the original movie. 
I guess I could go with um with Simi because they kept trying to give him little callbacks to some of his original lines, like you sweat of a baboon's balls and and different things like that. You know, they, they they was trying to give him some callbacks. So I could go with Simi. That's a tough one. I guess I could say I like when they went back to the barbershop. Um, that that was a that was a lot of good energy. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, man, them niggas was old thirty years ago. These <laughs> things. <laughs> and still old and still, still cutting hair. Well. They had out in the youth. They had a customer. Right. They a young dude. A young dude. That tripped me out. And then the fact that they had some respectability politics about Africa after they were talking all this shit. I, I found that to be <laughs> very, very entertaining right there. Oh man, I'm I might even say, man, the barbershop guys were, you know, just like the the original movie, seeing and hearing them were probably the most laugh out loud moments for me. Yeah. Because in in true barbershop fashion, they're talking about current events and and what they're saying. But like just dropping lines, like, you know, what do you say? I had a a grandson that's now my granddaughter. You know, you can change me. (laughs) It's science. Oh, man. So, yo, definitely enjoyed this. Big shout out to the Reverend too. They, I like that they brought the Reverend back. I had my man up there in his in his uh, dress socks dancing across dress. the stage. <laughs> my man up there in the dress socks. He, he went from leading the Black Awareness pageant to sitting in one of them storefront Bro. churches, showing no no parishioners. Fell on hard times, man. <laughs> Still going. Yo, James Earl Jones, the King. He was in full asshole mode. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, just straight dogging into Hakeem for not being able to have a son. Basically, they called Hakeem a pussy. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm about to die, and you're going to get assassinated most tops. Like, damn. Right. Like, 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 lack of masculinity while you don't have a son. I'm like, yeah. damn. Yeah. It's like, he was going hard. But then, like, my favorite moment was, son, I'm getting ready to die now. My funeral should be grand. Let's have it now while I'm still alive. <laughs> like, yeah, some boss shit. <laughs> For absolute boss shit. And then it completely shifts to this man's funeral while he's still alive. I thought he was going to be sitting in his royal chair like we saw him in the original movie. My man is standing up in his own coffin. In the coffin. With- <laughs> And man, I lost my shit when Gladys Knight came out there. <laughs> Midnight Singing Train to Zamunda. Midnight Train to Zamunda. <laughs> and to top it off, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> As your MC. Morgan Freeman. That, yo. So, you know. That's some King shit. That, yes. You know, say what you want about this movie, but. And and even you know the opening of this movie is nowhere near as memorable as the opening of the last movie. But the opening of this movie was some funny shit. Those were my three parts: the opening of this movie from beginning to the end of the funeral and the barbershop scenes. Those those were my funniest spaces in this movie. You know, I had a text. I text my sister and my, and my best friend. I was like, "So y'all are in charge now of my funeral." Before I die, if I go first, y'all planning the celebration. We got to do it big. Just make sure I don't fall out of the coffin 
if I happen to go during the ceremony, like the king. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm gonna have to be right with you, Sean. Like the the funeral scene was probably like the best scene, and it's a it's a bit of a callback to the first one because it's the most luxurious thing ever. You know, yeah. the first one that had the dancers at the the wedding. You know, had them doing the full routine. People coming out, all that good stuff. But this one right here, you know, live at Tyler Perry Studios, you know what I'm saying? They had a hell of a show. So, and, and it just made sense. Like, oh, everybody was pretty much down the street. They was like, pull up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they got that thing together. But I I, I thought that was magnificent. And it, it really did, it, it tickled me just to, you know, have Gladys in the, the, in the Kente cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really like, <laughs> putting the Zamunda stank on that song, like yeah, man, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then the end of the song, digging in on the king, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, if you're not paying attention to the song lyrics, you're gonna miss some of the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Talking about pretty much, you know, replicating the story, the plot from the original movie. Did you care about the new story? No. I, I didn't care. It was literally like somebody finally, for once in my life, answered the question. Whatever happened to? That's what this whole movie was. It was the answer to yeah. whatever happened to. Insert character here. But yeah, I didn't care at all. The son, I, I like. I could not get attached to him. You know, the only thing that I was rooting for was the hairdresser to get more screen time. You know, like that. That's all he was helping me get. It's like it. Get the one that's doing your hair on the screen because she's really good in a lot of ways. And that was about to be my next question, CL. Like, <laughs> how, how is she good? Because she, she, not to sidetrack you, but did you notice the difference between like she was bad the whole time, right? But the, the way she leveled up from the way she dressed yeah. when she did yeah. the hair to when I was like, God damn, yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, she she wasn't playing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I could very much appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And 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 from the way she sound, it sounded like she actually from there, you know, from yeah. the motherland. But and uh, she actually, I believe she is. She is. Like, she is a South African actress. Okay, yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not gonna butcher her name. So if you want to know, her don't name, even try. Go to Wikipedia or IMBD and look it up yourself. It will be in the show notes. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that I I really just I didn't have any attachment. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it really didn't make me care about like what happened to him too much. Like I, I and I don't know, bro. Like. I guess, like, what y'all think? The the question is, like, what y'all really think about him? It's like, did he do a good enough acting job? Or, like, did y'all... It's like, I just couldn't... It's like, there was no charm. I had no connection. I I didn't care about him one day. It was very... Like, like, if anything, if you you want to talk about Hakeem's children, you know, if if there was an attachment to any any one of them, like, I I, I like Mika. You know, I I wanted Mika to get more. You know what I mean? I, I just liked her character. God, I was about to call her by her uh, real name, Bella Murphy. Um, if you didn't know, Eddie Murphy's daughter played the second daughter, Oma. Um, she was, she, yeah, she she was funny. We, we really didn't get a lot of the youngest daughter. You have a daughter. lot of lies. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of the youngest daughter. So I would kind of slot Lavelle before the, the, the little girl. The, I, I didn't care about the relationship that he was building. 
with the barber. It was it was obvious from jump that this is going to be the girl that he wants. Mm-hmm. We, we knew Absolutely. that we, we knew that this story is getting replicated. So and you know, I, I look, I, I know Hakeem and Lisa's relationship developed quickly, but I walked out of this seeing it twice, just feeling like Lisa's and Hakeem was more believable than Lavelle and Marimbe. So Lee, what do you what Lee, do you put that on? Do you put that more on the story or more on the actor? Probably a little bit of both. Number one, I just sorry, sorry, Jermaine Fowler, but you're just not believable, bro. I just like I really didn't enjoy him. But even you know, going past him, the story, like, did they just did they bond over grooming? At, at least at, at least with Lisa and Hakeem, we got to see them in different spaces. You know, first, you know, Lisa was with Daryl. You know, they went out on a double date and, you know, they had that moment at the McDowell's house during the get together uh, where Daryl and Lisa had their, you know, breaking up. And then they started dating and, you know, went out a couple times and Lisa was ready to give up the booty and in in the ran down apartment she didn't care uh i will say that's a that's one callback that i like um when when lavelle went to the job interview and we found out that old buddy was the descendant of duke and duke um, from trading places so yeah that, that, that was yeah. A, that was a dope callback racist oh. um, <laughs> um it was oxy yeah <laughs> like, i was dressed up as as Will Smith's Aladdin, you know, it was supposed to be blue. It was a blue, blue face on top of black face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. I, I just to you know wrap it up. Just just to answer your question, see, you know, it it was largely the story. It's just like yo, I just don't believe that y'all just a couple of grooming <laughs> sessions and a stroll around the the castle, and that's what did it for y'all. Yeah, that gift of gab, I guess, man. Shit, yeah, man, a hell of a conversation. I I want to say that. I probably would have been able to get more with the story if there had been a little bit more of an angle on the father-son relationship. Like instead of instead of the princely test, I feel like they I feel like that was a cheap way to develop their relationship. They could have did something more real. Right. Like he he didn't never have like anything traumatic happened to him in his childhood where he just wanted to have his dad and he just didn't know who he was or like anything, you know what I'm saying? Like some layup stuff to kind of just build some emotional attachment. Just like dude, you know, he's becoming a prince, but he got his dad back Mm -hmm. and like, they don't dig into that at all. So I think that's part of why we like, we're not really jiving with him because it's like, we just watched you take some tests so you could prove yourself. You know, we didn't really watch you get emotional or feel anything for you. You know, the mm-hmm. we we got when we got a king, we felt that he was just bogged down by what he had in his world and he wanted something real. And we could all identify with that. This dude is just like, I'm a nigga in Queens. Mm-hmm. And I do nigga shit. <laughs> like that was it. And then it's like, oh, I'm a prince. All right, well, I'm a prince. Let, let's go do the prince thing. It's, yeah, he was just a pawn in the plot. That, that's essentially pretty much. Yeah. So I'm looking at there. That, <laughs> that shit was wild. Hey man, like 
is there some like teleportation power that Africans in Zamunda have? Because let me say something. Twice in this movie, twice in this movie, this dude jumped in a plane and got to America quick. At the end, he got to America quick and back. Yeah. It's like, so they fuck with me with the timing of this shit. It was some real white people shit that Hakeem went to America in the first place to find his son and bring him back without telling his wife. Now that ain't going over well in a black household. Yo. You know. That, <laughs> that but, is a sticky point. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> but to then, in the threat of someone coming over to take over your kingdom, that you jump on a jet, a jet again, get to America, and then just start running around Queens. Man, when that boy got to the reverend's uh, church or whatever you want to call it, it made it look like they just slapped a bunch of grease on Eddie Murphy's face to give off that impression that he had been running around all day in that hot-ass African get-up in Queens. It's just, yo, they fuck with me with the time in this movie. I didn't even consider that, but you're right. Like, I don't know how long that flight is supposed to be. But I right. know damn well you ain't doing it back to back like that. Right. The red eye on the private jet was still, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of that scene in what was that like Fast Seven? You know, where they was running on the on the the, the airstrip with the cars. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like that that was the longest runway of all time. Yeah, it just kept going. It just going, kept going. And going. And then once we wrapped up. <laughs> everything that we needed to wrap up didn't stop <laughs> didn't stop right so that's that's a, that's kind of what i did i was like okay well we're just going to to say that this this was quick we, he's in a private jet so it's very fast we're just, mm-hmm. we're just gonna swallow that one and, and keep it moving and then yeah. the big you know uh, I, I will say i'm going all girl power and having the daughters you know wesley snipes ass was pretty pretty nice good touch it even gave us you know semi picking up the bow even though he got his ass well yeah it's still <laughs> still cool to see and then yeah i mean I, I don't really know what much to say about the ending it was just once akeem accepted lavelle the way he lavelle wanted to be and mika got what she wanted then we just had the family reunion and Derek got to enjoy some Randy Watson and some, <laughs> some electric sliding, and, and that was it. Man, speaking of that ending, my man, the legendary Randy Watson, you know, I'm mad that they do an order little payoffs. They didn't pay off sexual chocolate. Now, I know we talked about this in the other, in the other episode, but they should have just paid that off. Because, I mean, I can't be the only one who, who thought that <laughs> line was iconic and, and immortal, you know? So I, they should have paid that off. I, I, was, I was disappointed when Randy Watson was introduced and it immediately went into We Are Family. I was like, oh, that's what we giving? It's like, I was like, I guess. But, yeah. but it had the line, though. Yeah, yeah I, I mean. I chocolate than me. You know, we, we, yeah, he did. <laughs> you got that. And we got, you know, you know, that boy good. You know, we, we got a little bit of that. I, I guess Akeem wasn't kidding when he said he was going to bring Queens back to, um, shit, I almost said Wakanda. <laughs> he, he was going to bring uh, Queens back to Zamunda. 
because he he bought Lavelle, he bought the fam, he bought the barbers. I guess the barbers. I don't know about y'all, man, but I ain't comfortable putting no hundred year old people in in no pain. <laughs> Whatever they, they the got them That's a moon. The gym must have been big, bro. It had to be big. It, it got to fit like you know, like a sprinter van, like a whole it's bunch like, of. You literally, he he bringing everybody he know in Queens back and they stuff because this this ain't no return flight. Remember, this dude has not been back to America since the first film. You know, so I have to assume that everybody that came with him, I I, I wouldn't assume that Cleo McDowell had been back. Look like he's pretty settled in life in Zamunda. So these fools, I mean, these people are not going back to America. <laughs> hey, now nah, we here. We good. We good, son. Yo, while we, I know we talking about the ending, but I forgot to point this out before. One character yeah. I wish they would have given some more time to was uh, Rafiki. I ca- I called him Rafiki because I couldn't remember his name. The um, the old witch doctor kind oh, of. Oh, dude, man. Look, oh, yeah. It, yo, and it was it's carrying like, the movie when they said his name because ain't it like uh, Boba? Remember, I just kept calling him in my mind. He was Rafiki. As soon as I saw him, then he started talking. He old boy from the Lion King. Because when they said his name, I thought they were talking about Hakeem's elephant. Oh, that's that's uh, Babar, right? Babar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that the the, the Rafiki was good. You know, I, I love I love <laughs> call his ass Rafiki. <laughs> you know, we, we, we might as up. well. You, you know, R- Rafiki. <laughs> I, I like expect especially that exchange between Rafiki and Semi at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like, I lost my shit when he spit on <laughs> spit on Semi. <laughs> Do something <laughs> I, in relation to that. I did like when Wesley dropped the who whose auntie is this. <laughs> 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 that shit got me a chuckle right there. <laughs> Yo, I kind of wish that we would have got a little bit more uh, Simi and Tracy Morgan. That would have been so, good too. Yeah, they, they, they could have had a couple of lo- longer interactions. I, 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 I like I like both of their interact. I like their interactions as adversaries, button heads. But then when they got cool, I like that too. Um, I really wasn't feeling Lisa and mary it's like whatever yeah I, I don't have nothing to add there i just didn't i mean y'all know i really don't it was liquor yeah it, it, it was what it was and, and yo that's one person that we have not talked about i guess we can do it here any thoughts about lisa in this movie man she did I, a, she served her purpose right she probably should have smacked the shit she definitely should have smacked the shit out of the king when when he brought them folks back home yeah yeah yeah, no, she she did pretty good. She and you know what, <laughs> she did a good job of bringing the shit full circle. Because, and I think that might be a callback, but that may just be in my mind when Akeem and Simi are talking in the first movie, and he asks him, "Do you want a beautiful fool in your bed?" <laughs> He's like, "You want a woman that thinks rather than obey your every command mm-hmm. and to bring that full circle." When he brings on the Lisa, you like he's like, "I don't care if you're the king." You on the couch. Yeah. I was like, oh, this nigga got what he wanted. Like somebody who's really thinking for themselves and not just going to listen to him because he the king. And I'm like, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not not to say there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I did think that was interesting that uh, um, she she brought that same energy. Yeah, I'll say she, that. she maintained her individuality, which which is what she had. In the original, she laid down the law when she had to. But then even early on in the movie, when Hakeem told her about the son, like, yo, this is some semi shit, ain't it? 
or even when they were arguing about Mika being the heir, it's like, yo, this is your father. This ain't you. Where is the king that I fell in love with? Where is that dude? Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll give it to her on that level. But y'all know me by now. I just ain't really feeling Lisa like that in the first place. So it's whatever, man. I know how you feel, Sean. We're not going to belabor the point. At least she she ain't asked nobody for for the money that folds. You know, bitch, you rich now. So she she, she ain't got nothing to complain about now. All right. So before we wrap this up and give our award for overall enjoyment, just, just let me know who was your favorite character in a movie and who did you least enjoy? I, I thoroughly enjoyed, I want to say what they were trying to do with Akeem, mm-hmm. but of course he was not my favorite because like them niggas was not trying with them accents. <laughs> the, the only one who did was Wesley Snipes. Man. Wesley was the only one, fam. Wesley was dead in character. And so, like, he gets all the praise, all the the admiration in this movie because he's a true thespian and he showed his ass. Like, I I enjoy every moment, even though the shit was totally ridiculous. The army, the the whole shit, it was totally fucking ridiculous. But I loved it. The pimp walk in. The pimp walk, (laughs) all of it. I'm so down for that shit. So, I mean, fuck. Anytime you, anytime he came on the screen, I was like, yeah, I'm here for that shit. Yeah. Now, I will say this on the end. It was all shits and giggles at the end, you know, when they start doing electric slide. I'm like, damn, bro, you just got your ass beat. You're like, you don't give a fuck? You just gonna show back up? Like, fuck it, I'm in the party? All right. It is what it is. But I'm like, I'm, I felt like you was a little bit more intense today. You might not just want to <laughs> stroll your ass back in. Fall in line, bro. Fall in line. You know your place. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. Who, who's your your least favorite? Yeah, read the son. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, say it, man. It's the son. <laughs> Lavelle was probably my least favorite character, bro. Like he just he just didn't do it for me. You know, like I even enjoyed Leslie Jones a lot more than the son. That's she cool. was getting some bars off. But he ain't had shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, did they not give him any lines or did he not know how to did how this shit go? So yeah, that he's definitely my least favorite. What about you, Derek? Favorite character, worst character? I say it's, it's the same as CL. I mean, that's pretty yeah. easy to choose from this movie. Is Wesley Snipes is the is the best character in the movie for everything that he was saying. And then the son as well. There was literally no attachment there. Like he he literally just was a pawn. He's there to move the story along and make it make sense. I completely agree. I, I won't say it a third time. What was your most memorable scene in this movie? I think like we talked about it, man. For me, it's definitely the funeral. Okay. Like without a doubt. Yeah, it's um, unanimous. Yep. I, I, I really think that they really showed their ass out. Like they they had a budget and we were like, we're gonna put half the budget on this one scene. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be absolutely spectacular. And it was. Ride out, ride it out for the rest. <laughs> the rest of that shit was green screen, Tyler Perry magic and shit. But hey, man, shit, that, that was the shit right there. All right, so we'll wrap it up with our awards for overall enjoyment. If we love this film, if it's now one of our favorites, we'll hook it up with an image award. If we feel it was good but not great, we'll take it down the line and give it a Soul Train award. If it was just all right, we'll hook it up with a Source award. Or if coming to America is just as bad as that pumpkin pie pussy, get that shit a BET award. All right, fellas, what say you? What's your award for overall enjoyment for coming to America? The number two. 
I give it a sauce award right off the bat. You know, because it, it's, it's not bad. You know, it's not bad. It, it's just it wasn't good. But it was it was it was just like a thank you. The movie was just like a, a big thank you. And I appreciate that. But it's I wouldn't watch it again. You know, and yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. But I was I was smiling while I was watching it. I wasn't smiling because I was laughing my ass off, but I was smiling because it just felt good to, to see, you know, see the, the second version of this and everything coming to, together and all that. So source. I think I give it the soul trade. You know, I, I was going back and forth, but I, I I think there was enough there um that it might graze my screen a couple more times just so I can go through it and just dissect everything in it. And then, of course, I don't know, kind of from like a uh, a filmmaker's perspective, I'll probably say like they 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 did they tried some things. So for for me, I, I kind of like some of the things they did try. And it it's like, I don't know, like I, I, I like seeing Wesley do shit like Wesley don't do enough shit. So I think that that's probably pushing me up a little bit. And that that's that's giving it this the uh, solid train award. You got Sean. Source award for me. Mm. You know, I can't say I won't watch it again because I got to watch it at least one more time because my mama ain't seen it. So oh, that's good. <laughs> watch it with your mama. Yeah, man. I thought that's I would watch it with her. So that's coming this weekend. Uh, but it, I, I feel similar to what Derek said. Um, I, I just see this as a nostalgic movie. It was good to see what the characters were doing 30 years later and just laugh at some of the most enjoyable moments but it wasn't a great film it's just okay it was it was one of the it was we'll just call it back to what we said at the beginning it's a family reunion feel it was good to see the old folks after 30 years made me feel good to see where everybody was and and that was that yeah it was great hanging with everybody but yeah Yeah. you know y'all can go back to your cribs All right, so we got a little ahead of ourselves. We were supposed to deliver Harlem Nights this week, but hey, you wait 30 years for a sequel to come out. It comes out, and look, you don't want to wait to talk about it. So that's what happened this week. But we will deliver on Harlem Nights next week. So be on the lookout for that. Remember to subscribe to the show, rate and review us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Hey, tell Alexa's ass to play the Madcap Movie Review Podcast. We're everywhere. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at MadcapPod. Give us a like over on Facebook as well at the Madcap Movie Review Podcast. Until next time, for my co-hosts, CL and Derek, this is Sean. And we'll be back with you next week with that Harlem Nights review. I promise. I promise. Or you can shoot me in my pinky toe. Peace.